Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. Thanks for joining us. We're continuing our mini-series on marriage preparation, and we started last week talking about marital communication, and I mentioned a marital communication coaching strategy or program called PREP, P-R-E-P. I introduced it to you. The long name for PREP is the Prevention Relationship Enhancement Program. That's the last time I'll be saying that. I just like PREP. And I introduced it to you that this is a communications program that has been extensively studied by university studies actually from around the world. And there are more studies by more researchers on more continents of PrEP than any relationship education program that's ever existed. So it's uh, phenomenal. I'll just repeat what I closed with last week because you might have thought it was some kind of um, interference in your radio listening or your your smartphone listening. I mentioned that the U.S. Army did a blind study using PrEP with its soldiers. And when Army chaplains used PrEP, they cut the divorce rate by two-thirds, two-thirds. And to their credit, uh, some of the leaders of PrEP in just a couple of weeks are heading over to Germany to be teaching leaders over there how they can use PrEP for U.S. military personnel. And again, the other one that I just find phenomenal, but is a Bavarian study co-financed by the government and the Catholic Church. And they tried all different types of premarital programs, including a full six-month pre-cana program. And those who had PrEP with or without any other premarital training, uh, they found out that those all those other programs, I should say, had a 500% higher divorce rate than those couples who were trained with PrEP. Now, I mentioned this last week, but I need to come back at it a bit. You need to know, particularly if you're a wife listening, listen very carefully, marriage counseling often fails, and it often fails because one spouse is reluctant to attend, or if he attends, he refuses to participate in a meaningful way. So what do you do? Uh, A lot of men, and I'm not saying this is good or bad, I'm just stating facts, okay? A lot of men don't particularly care for therapy or counseling. PrEP can be properly described as coaching. And for men, that kind of sounds, okay, I need to learn some strategies, some tools, and some rules. I can, I can live with that. And it's, um, what shall I say, it's skills-oriented. You learn to do a certain skill. Men like that. And again, I'm not trying to ignore women by any means. But the other thing men don't like and a lot of women don't like is kind of the spill your guts encounter groups 
and no one is called on in prep training to spill their guts in front of everybody else. Okay, so men like it, and in surveys, 89% of men taking prep like it. Well, what about women? Do they hate it? No, 90% of women like it, even more than the men. So let me let you in on a big secret. Why I have a website for the Family Life Center by the URL or the address dads.org. Men in our culture today, when they see a marriage website, a relationship website, a marriage healing website, they think that's for women. That's not true, and it hasn't been true in the history of our country. In fact, at the founding of our country, most articles on marriage or child rearing were written by men to fathers, and it's just flipped in our culture. Uh, If you go to dads.org, you'll find everything you find at marriage.org or yourrelationship.org or whatever else, but it's styled. I've changed some pronouns so men can feel comfortable in coming because obviously if you're going to heal a marriage— you need husband and wife together on this thing as a partnership. And one of the things I learned, I, I earned lots and lots of frequent flyer miles going all over the United States, speaking at Catholic family conferences to very godly wives who are wishing their husbands were there with them, wanting to hear the plan for Catholic married life and Catholic family life. And so I launched dads.org in order to try to get men on board. And so Wives, feel very free to go to dads.org. Uh, you can just transpose the he into she when you're reading the website. There's everything there for counseling, marriage helps, uh, alcoholism, different types of struggles, including what I'm going to be talking about today and prep. Now, the key advantage to prep is this. If it is used in those sensitive areas of discussion or arguments in marriage, there are far lower levels of aggression. I'm going to be recommending a Christian version of PrEP, a book for it. It's called A Lasting Promise, subtitled The Christian Guide to Fighting for Your Marriage. Rather than fighting against your spouse, PrEP teaches you to fight for your marriage, and it has the particular result and goal of lowering aggression, because aggression in these arguments lead to a fairly substantial decline in the satisfaction in marriage and often leads to divorce. And so this is what PrEP wants to do. It doesn't do a lot of other things that say that's, uh, for instance, counseling, or therapy would do, it's much more limited, but this is a key. And this shows a, an ability to make a distinct difference in marriage. Now, there's an article, if you Google, how a refrigerator magnet saved my marriage. I'm, I'm holding that refrigerator magnet right now in my hands. It's about a a four by four refrigerator magnet, and it summarizes everything for prep. 
And this article, How a Refrigerator Magnet Saved My Marriage, just Google it, How a Refrigerator Saved My Marriage, and then include in your Google search smart marriages. And that's one string, one word, smart marriages. Otherwise, you'll get saved a date for our wedding magnets and stuff. And what's going on in prep, and this is this this might sound so basic, but that one person speaks at a time. And it's the person who holds the magnet. Now, I have gone and presented in a parish not too far away, the prep te- technique. And since I wasn't going through airport security to give this talk, I made my own Indian talking stick. And an Indian talking stick is like a walking stick, comes up to about your chest, and I got a piece of rawhide and attached some feathers to it. Now, I know absolutely nothing really about an Indian war council, but I did watch a lot of cowboy and Indian movies when I was a boy. And when a tribe, an Indian tribe, Native American tribe was arguing with one another in a war council whether or not to go and attack, I mean, it got really hot. And the way they kept peace, so to speak, among themselves, the war wasn't against their fellow tribe members. The war that they were discussing was against someone else. So they had a talking stick. And the technique to keep things under control was that the only person talking was the person holding the talking stick. And then he surrendered it to somebody else. They had their turn to talk. And that person talking could not be interrupted. And that in a very, very simple thing. Well, how is that going to keep me from getting divorced? Believe me, uh, verbal aggression. And when you say some things that should never be said as a result of a heated argument, you need techniques to slow you down. And that's why you go up to the refrigerator. You have this there 24-7 and you just pull it off the refrigerator and then you start having a discussion one at a time. Tell you another uh experience that I had. Um, I've been a pastor in my past when I was an evangelical, both in an evangelical church, uh, kind of an independent congregation, and a Presbyterian congregation, including the Presbytery. And one of the differences, the independent congregation, when they had a conflict, it was a total free-for-all. It was horrible, tell you the truth where the Presbyterians very carefully used the Roberts Rules of Order. And the Roberts Rule of Order says whoever has the floor speaks, and he is not interrupted until he's completed, and then somebody else has the floor. And that's why the prep refrigerator magnet, this is outdated, obviously, but the idea, it's, it's these yellow and white squares looking like an old-fashioned linoleum floor. And the idea is when you're holding the magnet, you have the floor. And the other person, this other spouse, is not to interrupt. Okay, now I have two Bible verses that are incredibly important, incredibly important. And in fact, 
they almost summarize what you would get in a day and a half at prep training to even present it. The first verse is from the Old Testament, from the book of Sirach. It's one of those books in the Catholic Bible that's not in the Protestant Bible, but don't worry. The Bible, the Septuagint that St. Paul used to go around the Roman Empire was the Bible that had Sirach in it. So here we go. Sirach chapter 11 and verse 8. Do not answer before you have heard, nor interrupt a speaker in the midst of his words. This is so good. That's Sirach 11, 8. And, you know, if you have a Sharpie, you might put Sirach 11, 8 at the bottom of your prep magnet. The second scripture from James chapter 1 and verse 19. Know this, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. That last phrase, slow to anger, you have to prevent the anger against your spouse when you get in a verbal disagreement. And unless you are quick to hear and slow to speak, the anger will grow out of control. So those two verses, Sirach 11.8 and James 1.19, summarize the most successful technique yet discovered uh, how to handle disagreements in marriage. Now, just so you get a little idea, uh, there's an outline. There's three sections of the prep magnet. Rules for the speaker. Speak for yourself. Don't mind read. In other words, you only know yourself. You can't know infallibly what your spouse is thinking, so don't try to articulate that. Speak for yourself. Keep statements brief. <laughs> this isn't something like, okay, you're hot about something, you finally get your prep magnet, you start your discussion, and you go on for 15 minutes. That's totally destructive. You want to make, you're holding the card, so you have the floor, you're holding the magnet, okay? So you don't need to give a monologue uh, and then expect somehow or another prep to work. You keep it very short, maybe three short phrases. Don't go on and on, and then you stop. You're not going to be interrupted. And at that point, you let your spouse who is listening to you paraphrase back to you what they think they heard you say. And they may not get it the first time or the second time or even the third time. And so you keep it short, you keep it clear, and allow them to paraphrase back. And what happens is that the person is heard. The person is heard. And the person who is responding to you, and this is the rules for the listener, you don't rebut or deny or um, kind of come up with some contrary argument all you do is focus on what the speaker, the one holding the magnet, has just said, and you relay it back. They know they've been heard, and they want to mention two or three other things. And, you know, this is an equal sharing opportunity communication. So at some point, 
when the spouse is satisfied, they've been heard for their main thing, they, they want to be understood by their spouse, they stop and then give the card to the other spouse and they do the same thing. They keep it short, brief, to the point, a few phrases, try to articulate what their concern is or what their perspective is, and then the listener tries to paraphrase. You don't have to agree with the speaker if you're the listener. If you're the listener, you just need to hear it accurately enough so that you can paraphrase it back. And because you paraphrase it back, you're not saying, I agree with this, but I've heard this. And one of the things that that this does is create safe boundaries for communication, namely rules. So the partner that tends to withdraw, and particularly husbands have a tendency to withdraw from marital conflict, it keeps them engaged in the conversation. This is not something to threaten each other with, and it's a way to manage the marital conflict. And if there's a negative interpretation, let's say you say something and your spouse is paraphrasing it back and they've totally misunderstood what you said, well, it doesn't take three weeks to figure out that this was a misunderstanding. You know it right then, you know it right there, and so you then you say it again and give your spouse an opportunity to hear you and not have a negative interpretation of what you meant. Doesn't you're not trying to solve problems though. This is this is very big. Prep is while you're doing while you're holding the magnet, while you're having this 911 uh, communications technique, there's a ban on solutions. See, this is where the coaching and the rules for prep is different than counseling or therapy, but sometimes less is a whole lot more and you can reduce stress and you don't have to solve every issue in your marriage to have a happy marriage. It's kind of a, it was something that I just just really was surprised by. And here's what's going on. The untamed tongue is a marriage destroyer. It, it has the ability to destroy a marriage. And the book of James or the epistle of James has some of the strongest things to say about the tongue, right along with Jesus in the New Testament. In James, it says, look at the ships, big ships driven by strong winds, but they're guided by a very small rudder. Well, the tongue is a little member. It's like the rudder on a big, tall sailing ship and how great a forest is set ablaze by that small fire. You can destroy your marriage by your tongue. And it says, verse 6 of James 3, the tongue is a fire. The tongue is an unrighteous world among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the cycle of nature and set on fire by hell. For every beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by humankind. Go to a circus. You can see all these animals tamed. But no human being can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. 
With it, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who are made in his likeness. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brethren, this ought not to be so. So how do you control the tongue? And this could be a whole episode, but the key is praying to God and asking for the Holy Spirit. You should ask the Father in the name of his Son for his Holy Spirit in your life at least several times a week. Uh, It's like trying to go on a trip out of state and, uh, well, we're in a hurry, so let's just skip the gas stations. (laughs) No, you're not going to have a real nice trip. You're going to run out of gas. The Holy Spirit is the power in our lives in order to live the life of Christ. I just read to you what happens when we're on our own with the tongue. It can just set your whole family ablaze, can destroy your marriage, can destroy your family life, so it needs to be controlled. And if if human beings can train any bird or beast to, uh, to do things but can't control the tongue, so what, what are we gonna do? We turn to God and we ask him for the Holy Spirit and for control of our tongue. And the other thing is just remember, at times when you go to confession, if your tongue was out of control, confess it. It's one of the ways to get stronger and realize you have a weakness there and you're asking for God's grace there. So you turn to God, A, and then, and I'm not putting these on equal footing, but besides the Holy Spirit and prayer, prep. And why prep is because prep realizes you are weak. Men and women are weak. Human beings are weak when it comes to the tongue. And you need to have a way to control it. Now, you can have a lot of very high philosophical, highfalutin type of marriage enrichment programs, but if you can't do this, it has a high likelihood of destroying a marriage. And that's why the 42 university studies looking at PrEP And by the way, only 40 of the 42 said it actually helps, but 40 out of 42 is pretty good. Chances are uh, the marriage enrichment program in your community may not have had any university studies behind it. So this is what the very focus is keeping the aggression in your marriage to a point. Now, how to get prep training and resources. I mentioned the book. And there's Jewish prep, military prep, secular prep. There's a Christian prep called, uh, and the book for it is A Lasting Promise, The Christian Guide to Fighting for Your Marriage by Scott Stanley. And that's available everywhere. Um, And you should probably get a hold of that if you want to uh, learn more about prep yourself or perhaps pass the book along to your priest or deacon or family life office, uh, wherever you are, and uh, let them see what's up. And then really what you need to know is the website is prepinc.com, P-R-E-P-I-N-C.com, prepinc.com. I haven't been to their website in a while, and oh boy, has things exploded in what they're offering. Because one of the real challenges was um, getting to prep training. 
I've have recommended that you uh, parents for a young couple getting married uh, pay for their plane ticket, their hotel, and the prep seminar, and I think it's all worth it. But now for thirty four ninety five or something, there's called e prep for couples, and it's an online coaching guide for learning how to do prep as a couple. And it's absolutely wonderful. Couples are benefiting from it. And then in addition to that, I downloaded, it's just a simple page. Um, It's an e-prep coaching guide. And this is where a deacon, a lay leader, or a priest just gives a short call to the couples going through the program. And it's an encouragement call, basically, but they found that if they get an encouragement call from somebody in their parish, there's a 15 to 50% better completion rate. Now, here's something that's just wild and crazy, but hey, it came to my mind and it's not evil, so here it goes. Why not, if you're trying to get prep into your diocese, ask your bishop to make the first half dozen calls to couples. Don't tell them that in advance because they'll freak out and think, oh, the bishop's going to call us and ask how we're doing. And and then let the, the, the diocesan paper report on that. Why? Because it's so important. And a priest or a bishop who's willing to make those first few calls and then some lay leaders and deacons and maybe others who have been trained in the prep, you know, follow up with that. It just shows that this is important. Uh, It shows that marriage means a lot in this parish, that we're willing to um, do more than to say, come see us after your divorce and we'll help you with an annulment. No, we want to help you stay happily married. So the ePrep Coaching Guide, again, it's prepinc.com. And then it tells you how to get trained if you want to be a lay leader to present this. And it's... um, very successful. They found that lay leaders trained to do this can do just a bang-up job, almost as good or equal to the creators of the prep program out in Denver. And then there's very something uh, special on that website, prepinc.com. It's just the tag says GYB, and it's for Got Your Back. And it's a basic uh, prep program specifically designed for U.S. military. And they're under a lot of stress. When you're under a lot of stress, you need prep, not only for your marriage, but for yourself. So all of that is at prepinc.com. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 399 of Faith and Family Radio. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.